Daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, so sports guy Hickman, happy to be back with you guys on a refreshing Wednesday, at least for me. And I want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you over, especially let them know Locked On Texas. Hey, Cody, I need to check them out because I need some work done in my car. I need to... I need to update my baby out there, and uh, I think I, I think I can use some of these discounts that Rock Auto has out there. Don't tell uh, David Locke I said that, though. <laughs> well, if you can use it and get away with it, man, I want to do the same because I definitely need some new tires on my car right now, especially because my car has been basically sitting over the last month due to the coronavirus. Yeah, it sucks, and I, I need to check them out for a bumper. But, you know, today, folks, we want to kind of get back to why we are really here and, you know, talk about the Houston Texans and what's going on with them, right? Got to let you know who will not be coming here to town after an expecting deal uh, did not fall through. What's going on in the NFL and how that will affect the Houston Texans and also talk about the second year player that means the most to this team in order to get success. Before we get into that, Ryan Clark was on ESPN talking about teams who made the playoffs last year. Mm. That those teams who made them last year, made it last year rather, who would not make it this year. The Houston Texans came up. He decided to opt into saying the Houston Texans will not make the playoffs this year. And you know, Cody, when we took over the show last year, I don't know if you remember, but one of my biggest pet peeves was always the too early to tell discussions. Not that they're not needed, because they are needed, right? And we've had them on this show all the time, and we go back and forth personally about the record of this team and the success this team could possibly have. And I just want to let you guys know that the possibility of this team not making the playoffs is very strong. The Tennessee Titans got better simply because they have more uh, of a foundation heading into next season. The Tennessee, I'm sorry, the Indianapolis Colts, we'll see how they work out and we'll also see how the Jaguars work out. I have no faith in them making the playoffs. Maybe the Texans can win the division. I'm not sure. I can see them possibly making it as a wild card. But I don't want to write this team off. I personally believe that they may have a down year. Still really excited to see where they go from, you know, trading DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, bringing in Randall Cobbs, trading for Brandon Cooks, bringing in David Johnson in the Hopkins trade, making sure Tunsil does not go anywhere. I'm ready to see how that all play out. But the reality is, there's a possibility that they just won't make the playoffs. And I think we need to prepare ourselves for it. I, I just don't see it, John. I'm sorry. And the only reason why people are saying the Texans will not make the playoffs is, of course, due to the fact that this is a team who lost DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. He is arguably the best player in the league. But 
this team still has talent. I don't understand. You take a look at the makeup of this team. First and foremost, let me say this. It doesn't matter how great you look on paper. It doesn't matter how bad you look on paper. Any team can miss or make the playoffs, giving luck, giving injuries, giving, you know, can you go out and get those 50-50 balls? Any team can miss or make the playoffs. When I take a look at this team and I take a look at the talent, we talk about it damn every day, talking about this receiving core. We talk about how great Deshaun Watson is. We talk about the expectation and the potential that this team has on the defensive side. I do not see this team missing the playoffs. And besides, when you take a look at the AFC, maybe if we was in the NFC, I can see it. Damn near every team in that conference, you can honestly say has a strong chance of making the playoffs. But in the AFC, outside of the Ravens and the Chiefs, the Texans are still in play. If you want to give them the Tennessee Titans, okay, I, I, I can see that because that was a team who basically came out of nowhere. But, John, I Ryan Tannehill had a pretty solid year. Matter of fact, Ryan Tannehill had a pretty solid second half of the season. I need to know, can he do this for the whole entire season? We, we, we saw what he was able to do for half a season. My only question is, can he do that? Not just him, but the but the Titans alone. Can they do that throughout a full 16-game schedule? And the only other team outside of the Ravens and the Chiefs that I can possibly say I, I have a concern about is the Buffalo Bills. You saw how they was last year. You go out and add Stephon Diggs. That team is going to get better as well. But even if you want to put those four teams ahead of the Texans, that still leaves two more spots for them, for, for Houston to make the playoffs. I do not see it. I, 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 I truly don't. And, we, and once again, we talk about how talented this team is. And this team is still talented, even given the fact that they have lost Hopkins. But I am not a believer that the Houston Texans will not be part of the postseason in 2020. We talked a lot about the loss of DeAndre Hopkins and how it will affect the team moving forward offensively. Yesterday, uh, veteran free agent defensive tackle Tim Jernigan, who originally agreed to a verbal one-year $3.75 million contract with the Texans in April, two months ago. Uh, he never passed his physical, and the deal was never processed. Tim Jernigan posted on Instagram, guess I'm not going to Houston, but the show not over. You know, really quick before we move on, I was really looking forward to Tim Jernigan coming here to Houston because especially after Ross Blacklock was drafted, I said, well, we will have somebody to be there to help kind of mold him a little bit, give him some game on how the NFL works for interior defensive linemen. And then he will be able to, you know, cause pressure up the middle. And I think that'll help linebackers flow and really cause pressure. To see him not coming in Houston, to me it says, well, you know, he didn't pass his physical. And we, it's really a big break for Houston because you're not going to have to worry about if he can play or not. That's been an issue for Tim Jernigan. Now you save $3.75 million, almost $4 million. What area of this team could you go out and take care of? Would you look at a matrimony with Damian Snacks Harrison? We should be able to use that money for something else on this team. Who knows? But I was looking forward to seeing Tim Jernigan here in Houston. It kind of worked out more so in the favor for the Texans because 
You don't have to worry about any if or wins, buts or whys moving forward. And you still have that position, you know, kind of feel whenever you drafted Ross Blacklock in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys that this episode was brought to you by Rock Auto. And I want to let you know a couple of things. First of all, with the increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica, XC5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman order the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. You cannot beat this. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Doesn't make any sense. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they'll know we sent you. Yesterday, John and myself talked about the most important rookie heading into the 2020 season. And today we're going to look at the sophomores of the group. Now, we all know Titus Howard, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Max Sharpin. Those three guys were basically the top rookies of 2019 when you talk about the Houston Texans. But at the end of the day, you have to look at heading into their second year, who is the most important? Once again, we're going to distinguish most important from the best. Everyone knows who's going to be the best player of not only the sophomore class, but of the 2019 draft. But who is the most important heading into the 2019 season? You know, Cody, can I say one thing? I love the fact that you put emphasis on we're not talking about the best, just the most important. And if I would look at the best, I think going into the second year, it'll be Max Sharpen. Honest to God, I think playing next to Laramie Tunsil, solidifying that left side of the ball. You know, that's a side that really protects your franchise quarterback, making sure he is upright. Max Sharpen had a phenomenal year last year. I think that's very important. But if I'm going to talk about who is the most important second year player, I'm going to go with, hands down, Lonnie Johnson Jr. This coaching staff, especially defensively, has raved about the versatility of that secondary. We've heard it from our head coach. We've heard it from our new D.C., Anthony Weaver. We've heard both of those guys give praises to Lonnie Johnson Jr. And what I love the most, Anthony Weaver came out and said, he's a cornerback. We're not going to move him to safety. The 6'4" who ran a 4-5, I believe, 4-5, long arms, who has been working out tremendously on his footwork. And I, 
I, I criticized him a lot last year about his footwork and his his and his and the, the skill of playing cornerback at this level, not in college, in the NFL. When I look at everything he's worked on throughout the entire offseason, and I've watched him over and over again, just training and training and training, combined with that raw talent that he has as a six, what what, what do I call him? Six four, as a six two cornerback, I'm sorry. Who's, who's put on a little bit of weight. He's about 190 right now. Last year, he had seven pass deflections, only started seven games, played in 14 games. I think he has the ability to really take off. Out of 55 targets last year, only 35 were completed. A completion percentage of 63.6. He did allow 425 yards, which was not that good, along with four touchdowns. But I will say this, and 12 yards per completion. But I will say this, he was a rookie last year, going through the ins and out, going through, you know, dealing with a team that isn't solid at the position that he plays. Guys were dropping like flies. Everybody on the defense was getting hurt at one point. And he was, he was thrown in some situations. He was taken out of some situations. Nothing was consistent. I think he will have a lot more consistency with the defensive staff that will put him in a better position to succeed. And I think that'll help him get that confidence, which he has said, and I quote, I've never lost. He's he's never lost that confidence, but he'll be able to really succeed and have a better second year than he did his, his rookie year. I'm going to actually stay on the defensive side of the ball. And the person that I'm going to choose as the most important second year player for the Texans heading into the 2020 season is Charles Amanahu. And the reason why I'm picking Amanahu is because when you take a look at this Texans front seven, there are several questions surrounding the, that portion of the team heading into the new season. First and foremost, the loss of DJ Reader. Reader was arguably the best player on that front seven. Even when J.J. Watt was on the field, he was the most aggressive. He was the one player you can always count on in closing those A and B gaps. But he's no longer on this team. Also have to realize that J.J. Watt is starting to get up there in age. And let's say if this is a healthy season from Watt, he is no longer, hopefully I'm wrong, but he is no longer the player that made him a three-time defensive player of the year winner. That version of J.J. Watt is gone. If we get half of what he was during the prime of his career, that'll be a blessing for the Texans. Yes, Ross Blacklock is going to be phenomenal with the Texans. Not only is he a hometown player, he is also a guy who is, is that I believe is going to be front and center of this front seven. But the only problem with the 2020 season is he's a rookie and he's starting his rookie season in the midst of a pandemic, which means he's not going to have the opportunity to go out there, have those rookie training camps, have those rookie OTAs, before the season starts, I'm pretty sure the entirety of these rookie class, not only for the Texans, but for the league as a whole, is going to affect these guys. And not to mention, we opened the show with a big hit towards the Texans, the fact that they're not going to have Tim Jernigan on this team. I was actually devastated when I received that news because I had him as the most important player on that front seven. Not only is he a veteran player, but he's also he's he's only 27, 28 years old, which means he's still young. Losing Jernigan hurts. You don't know what you're going to get in what Ross Blacklock is a rookie and DJ Reader is no longer here, which means the number one person, the number one 
player who has to step up the most of anyone on this front seven is Charles Aminhu. If he struggles at any part of the season, we're going to have a lot of questions surrounding that front seven, and it's all going to go back to him. One thing I will say is the severity of the defense going into this year, and for both of the guys we chose, two guys that are coming into their second year, I, I think – you know, I, I'm not upset or mad at your pick at all. I can't be. I think when we look at the the positions of both of these guys, one would be a DN, the other would be a cornerback. They're, they are both vital to the success of this defense because both of those were an issue last year. And Charles has a lot on his shoulders. He had a, a very good career in college at UT. He had a very decent season last year for his role in situational positions. Going into this year, I expect his role to increase. Going into this year, I also expect Lonnie Johnson's junior role to increase as well. I think both of those guys will have a great year. I'm excited to see him, but I think Lonnie Johnson Jr. will take a huge leap heading into the 2020-2021 season. And once again, I don't want to say the importance of Lonnie Johnson heading into this new season is not important. That's not what I'm saying, but when you take a look at that secondary, there is a lot of help into where if Johnson doesn't step up or or if Johnson is not half as good as what we all think he's going to be this season, it's going to be okay because he actually has help in players who, who can actually pick up his slack. You take a look at, at a guy like Vernon Hargraves. You take a look at a guy like Garyon Conley. Those two guys right there, they are basically on the same level as Johnson. Any one of those three cornerbacks can actually step up and take over and, and replace what Jonathan Joseph brought to this team for damn near a decade. Even if you want to extend that and take a look at the safeties, hell, I truly believe that Justin Reed is going to have a breakout season. But on the flip side, when you take a look at that front seven, I kind of feel like Charles Amani, who is basically out there on an the island by himself heading into this new season. Just to take a trip around the NFL, the NFL sent out a memo to teams informing them that they also uh, would not be able to hold joint practices with other teams this summer, per source. It had developed into a popular practice in recent years. And we know that. <laughs> we were just talking about Lonnie Johnson, how he got kicked out of practice last year during his rookie year for playing a little bit too rough when it really didn't matter. The NFL has also told all teams that they must stay at their team facilities for this summer's training camp. So normally Bill O'Brien likes to take the team out to another state, get them away from everybody. This year they will be in Houston. Just also want to let you guys know that Deshaun Watson, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this guy does what he does, but he just do it. Yesterday, he was out at the March slash rally protest for George Floyd. As you all know, George Floyd was you know, murdered by the hands and knees of the Minneapolis Police Department about eight or nine days ago, along with outside linebacker Jacob Martin attended the rally and I, I gotta say man I, I was I was there myself I was able to uh, show up for the three o'clock rally so I got there around two o'clock and boy was it hot 
Boy, was I sweating. <laughs> no, listen, listen, but I'll tell you this. There were people out there handing out water. Cold water at that. Walking around with coolers. Do you need sanitizer? What do you need to help? And you know what? I thought to myself, if only we could get this when it's not a murder. If only we were this available and open to people outside of these circumstances. But since we are in these circumstances, I said, well, you know what? Houston does it every time. And the march, the rally only did one thing for me. It, it didn't. It didn't. I wasn't out there with the hoorah, and I really didn't take pictures. But what it did for me was spark. I want to get more involved in the change of this world, starting here at home in Houston. Locked on Texans podcast, the greatest Texans podcast in the city of Houston. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. You can always follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's, Cody. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, please subscribe. And not only subscribe, please leave reviews. The good ones and the bad ones, we actually, we, we accept all of them. Because that's the only way we know, A, we doing things right. And B, if we need to improve on some things. Don't be afraid. Leave reviews, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every 